Hello, everybody, and welcome to Time for Us. <laughs> Why is it always so hard? One day I need to get used to doing this. Like, I've done about 30 podcasts at this point. Every time I sit down in front of this microphone to tell you, hello, welcome to Time for Us, I just, it's like I get stage fright. I draw a blank. I'm like, what is the name of my podcast again? And who am I? What's my name? I'm going to try again. Also, it seems like I'm screaming into the microphone at the moment. Let me calm the fuck down. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Time For Us. It is me, Danny Wallace, your host, hostess, however you want to phrase it. Thank you for joining me today. This episode is a continuation of the lying episode that I posted about two weeks ago. I will tell you that I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit ashamed. I'm ashamed because I realized in sitting down to record that I have kicked off this very continuation or this very lying podcast with a lie, which is that I would release the follow-up on Wednesday in two weeks' time. I am currently sitting and recording this on a Thursday, so I do apologize, and I would like to um, make excuses for myself if you would allow me the privilege of doing so. I've had my little sister in town. She visited me from Durban and I've been traveling as I've been saying, like, you know, sorry to keep using the traveling as an excuse, but it really is quite a thing to not have a home base and to be sharing a house with people and trying to carve out time to do recordings and that kind of thing. And then the week that we got back, I realized that I'd booked my younger sister's tickets to come down to Cape Town. So and then I had her down here and I've been entertaining and yeah, like haven't really had much time on my own to do the things that need to be done. But here we are and I'm I'm trying and I do make a tr- an attempt of a promise of an, uh, maybe an insinuation of a potential promise that I will possibly try going forward, stick to my every day, I mean, every Wednesdays. And I, I will try to be a good girl going forward and just be more diligent and sit down and do all these things. I would also like to add that my voice, I actually kind of like it though. I hope that you guys enjoy it as well. And like a little bit husky, a little bit, uh, you know, jaded from singing karaoke last night. My little sister loves karaoke. Her name's Angelia. I should probably name her. Her name's Angelia. She loves karaoke. Karaoke runs in our blood. My dad loves karaoke as well. So naturally, when she came to visit, we had to go sing karaoke. And Aaron, I managed to convince him slash he managed to convince me that we were going to sing together. It was his first time singing karaoke ever in his whole life. Bless his little heart. It was so cute. It was extremely cute. And he was so out of his comfort zone. It just made it like one of the most adorable things I've ever seen. Um, I like fell in love with him again. It was so cute. I convinced him to, to sing karaoke with me. So I thought it's only fair if he gets to choose the song. And he chose Shallow by Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. Okay. First of all, first of all, it's fine. Like I get karaoke is not always for like the best singers in the world. That's fine. I can sing though. That's the problem. So I'm kind of like, I actually can sing pretty well. And now you are requesting that I sing Lady Gaga. Like I can sing fairly well, but I'm no Lady Gaga. I don't know what to tell you. Needless to say, we sang shallow and I had to jump my voice from one tone to like, you know, that I'm not even going to try to do it because I'm just going to deafen you. Oh my word. 
I was standing on that karaoke stage and I just had to let rip. I think I actually just screamed. I think I was just scream singing. And yeah, that's why my voice sounds the way it does today. Because I've actually damaged my vocal cords trying to do a Lady Gaga performance. Anyway, it was all really good fun. So on to the topic of this lying thing. If if anyone's listened to my part one of this two-part segment, I discussed the concept of lying, the philosophy of lying, And I said that based on all of that, I would go about my life and attempt to not lie for the two weeks that followed. And I have done just that. I am proud to say I went on my mission and I have gone through my life with the intention and awareness to not lie. I will say another thing though, and that's that it's not as easy as it sounds because it happens so insidiously and so like almost right under your nose that I caught myself out in a few instances where I actually lied and then I was like fuck I just lied and then I had to correct what I just said and I'll give you some of those instances so in summary what I will say though is that it turns out that I'm not really a big liar I mean I always knew that like it's funny though because I've just released a podcast saying what a big fat liar I was when I was younger and now I, I mean I'm not really a liar. I haven't, I don't really lie, but I guess I could say that I have been like guilty maybe of twisting the truth or omitting information. And when I noticed the silly scenarios in which I was lying now over these last two weeks, I was like, shit, girl. So you actually can sort of lie and it's it's amazing to just make yourself aware of it. So some of the instances in which I lied, one of them was... <laughs> was it was just after obviously like Murphy's Law just after I'd said I'm gonna do this no lying thing I was in the shower and I'm sorry to share this with you guys but look I'm not going to lie to you so you came here for the truth and you can't be upset when you get it I jumped into the shower and I farted okay we were away in (laughs) in Italy and I don't know uh, Aaron was like obviously in the bedroom and I guess I farted and I didn't think it was going to make a noise, but it made a noise. And then Aaron was like, oh, he was like, yo, are there frogs in the the bathroom? Which is what we refer to when we hear each other fart. We like, oh my gosh, is there a frog here? Like, is there a frog under this duvet? Because we don't really take pride in farting in front of one another, which I'm really grateful for each relationship to their own. But Aaron and my relationship is not like a farting relationship. I think it's disgusting. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you're in a farting relationship. I will pray for you. I will keep you in my prayers, in my morning journal. But no, I'm not in a farting relationship, nor will I ever be. Unfortunately, I farted. Aaron heard me. And then he was like, oh, did you know, are there frogs? And I said to him, no. And I was like, obviously annoyed. I'm like, no, there's not. Like, I actually said, I was like, it's it's just the, it's the body wash. Uh, that's the body wash bottle. Like, I'm, it went whatever you know that's what these things do sometimes it's almost finished and then (laughs) I got into bed afterwards and I was like damn it girl you lied and it's a it's a silly lie like it could have been let slide you know maybe I didn't need to say to Aaron actually by the way what you heard was a fart but I did say it and it brought him great joy to know that his investigative mind was correct and his ears are finally attuned to the sound of farts So that really made his day. If anything, telling the truth made Aaron happy. And for that reason, I'm grateful. Another incident in which I realized that I had fibbed 
is or lied you see how i'm really making it sound nice also in italy dirk had bought this like chorizo uh that we were eating and it was the day that i actually stayed home to record the lying podcast that you guys heard last week or the week before so i was like cutting off pieces of the chorizo and eating it but it has this um kind of like skin around the outside that you can kind of break and peel off and then you just eat the sausage like that without the skinny paper thing on it so I was doing this at home alone on my own and then Italy has such intense flipping recycling situation like you can recycle there's like six different dustbins I'm not exaggerating six different dustbins for like recycling in Italian so I'm sorry I tried but I was make I was going off instinct here like I was not really sure where to be throwing things. So instead of throwing this in the dustbin I started like collecting it on the side of the sink on top of where the dustbin was. Like little piles of like this like sausage skin. You can imagine how lovely that is. And then <laughs> and then I think the boys must have gotten home because everyone went out for the day because I was staying home to record. Then everyone came back home and I'd imagine like the boys came home they were probably a bit hungry they were eating some of the sausage and they saw this pile of sausage skin and they were like okay that's what we're doing with the sausage skin so they started piling their sausage skin on the side of the sink then it's obviously on the side of the sink so it got a bit wet now it's not only sausage skin it's wet sausage skin in a pile on the sink and everyone that's contributed to it is me and i'm assuming Aaron and Dirk so Morgana comes down and she sees this pile of like disgusting shit. She's like, guys, what the fuck? Like who, who, uh, why, why is there a pile of sausage skin? And I think it was one of those moments I was sitting at the table with Dirk and Aaron and we all just looked at each other. But obviously I'm a girl, so I'm like, I'm on team Morgana. I'm like, oh, you guys are disgusting. But I didn't say anything. I kind of just like waited for something, someone else to say something because I thought it was just me. And then I think like Dirk and Aaron owned up they were like, oh, sorry. You know, they owned up to the whole like sausage skin thing. And then we were like, ew, you so gross. <laughs> and I was sitting there being like, yo, dodged a bullet. And I kind of in that moment thought, obviously, I don't want to look bad in front of Morgana. Like, I don't want to make Morgana have a perception of me, which is like that I'm a messy slob, okay, or that I can be gross. And that's interesting because he mentions that in his book about one of the reasons that you would lie is to try and maintain your reputation, right? So that was kind of a moment of it. I know it's a silly moment, but I was like, cool. So I'm not one of the messy slobs. Like that, those are the messy slobs. I'm one of the good guys. Like I'm the not messy slob. So yeah, I didn't own up to it. And then I was sitting there and I was like, fuck. And I had to be like, guys, I'm sorry. Um, it wasn't very long afterwards. It was a few minutes afterwards. I was like, okay, um, yeah, it was also me, Morgie, and I also put my sausage skins there. And then obviously the boys were like, no, you know, I became one of them. And that was the, the other time that I lied was the sausage skins incident. When else did I lie? I'm trying to think when else I lied. It's a pretty good sign if I can't actually remember. Oh, the other instance in which I lied is my little sister when she was here, Angelia, we were like getting ready to leave and she moves at a glacial pace. Like she moves so slowly. She's like, me, you know, she gets ready slowly. She like moves from room to room so slowly. She like, wait, she takes like an hour to get ready and like an hour to just be ready to then leave once she's ready. So at this point, I was like, Angelia, you need to like, you know, buckle. You need to make, move your ass because we, I want to get out of this house. Like, please, can we hurry up? And she'd taken the, the house keys to go down to the like coffee shop or something while I was at home. You know, if she wanted to get a coffee and then we were going to leave. 
So then she came back with her coffee and now I'm like, hey, hurry the fuck up, I wanna leave. And I was like, where are the house keys? And she's like, um, I gave them to you. And I was like, no, you didn't. She says, yes, I did. And then um, she's like, I'm pretty sure I gave them to you. So I'm like, Angelia, man, just go look for the keys. Like, what have you done with them? I'm like blaming her for it and like getting like a little bit stroppy with her. And and then I was like, fuck, okay, well, let me help her look. But I'm 100% convinced that she never gave me the keys and that she has put them somewhere because she's just Mrs. Slowpoke and she doesn't know what she's done with the keys. Anyway, so I'm like digging through my, I don't know, I just decided to look in my handbag randomly and the keys are in my handbag. At this moment, I'm like, fuck. So not only did I take the keys from her, but I also have now shat on her about like hurrying up and what have you done with the keys? And then, oh, I opened my bag and I saw the keys and I was just like, shit. So then I like, I took the keys out and, I, and she was in the other room looking for the keys. And I just said, I was like, okay, I found them. You know, it's fine. You can come here. And then obviously she's like, where did you find them? And then I was like, oh no, they were just over here. I actually lied. I was like, oh no, they're just over here somewhere by the table. And then I heard myself saying it. I was like, fuck, I can't believe it just came out. I didn't even have control over it. I was just like, so like second nature to be like, I just, you know, again, to try and save myself the embarrassment of reputational damage or of like having been unfair, I guess, because I hadn't really, I hadn't really evaluated the situation properly. So to like save face, it's again, just saving face. To save face, I said, no, I just found them over here. And then as I said that, I was like, fuck, okay, I have to, I was like, I found them in my handbag. I was like, I found them over here. And then I finished the sentence further. I looked in my handbag and they were in here. And then I was like, yeah, so I actually did have them the whole time. And then she was like, oh, okay, you know, she's super chilled. And then on we went with our day. So those are some of the examples of, I guess, like the sneaky cheeky little ways in which I ended up kind of lying and then having to kind of course correct, I guess you could say. So one of the things that Sam Harris says in his book and that I think I might have mentioned in my podcast last week, but it kind of comes down to integrity. But I think what perfectly summarizes my, I guess, maybe unconscious habitual maybe I don't want to say habitual that implies that I do it all the time but it seems like it does kind of crop up all the time and I think it's it comes down to maybe this phrase that he says to lie is to erect a wall between the life we're living and the perception others have of us so basically others may disapprove of our behavior and I think that's kind of what my lies have been in line with is like protecting the perception that others have of me so like with the Morgana incident, it was because I didn't want her to think like I was the, the dirty uh, water soaked sausage skin person. When actually I started the, the sausage skin soaked in water movement amongst our friends and our peers. If anything, I am the bannerman of the wet soaked sausage skin tribe. So, you know, Morgie, I hope you could love me through that. <laughs> no, it turns out she can. But initially, my reluctance to own up to that behavior was because of my of how I felt I might be perceived. In the instance with Angelia, again, it was like, I was a little bit snappy with her, I was a little bit agitated, and it turns out that those feelings were uncalled for and maybe not entirely uncalled for because she does move slow, and I was like kind of trying to get her to hurry up, but it was one of those like, you know, kind of false accusation moments and again it was a, a matter of me trying to shelter her perception of me because I'm like saying oh no you didn't give them back to me meanwhile 
uh, she did and I just like fully accused her of having like lost the keys I mean it wasn't dramatic it wasn't like you've lost them I was just like go find them like help me look and then it turns out I put them in my bag and I didn't even bloody well notice I didn't even realize what the heck so yeah it's an interesting one it's an interesting one but I also find that potentially the more you step into that discomfort of owning up to those mistakes or those areas in which you might have fucked up I think I think it almost teaches you to not do it again in the future if that makes sense because it's embarrassing it's kind of like you're kind of parenting yourself because when you were little how I imagine it when I was younger you know if you did something wrong your, your parent would come and like they would shout at you and often that was embarrassing they'd be like why are you doing like this you know like or you'd get caught out for something and that kind of like getting into trouble because of your actions or your actions being called out and under scrutiny by someone else you know taught you a lesson and you thought I don't want to do that again so in a weird way you kind of reparenting yourself that's maybe how I experienced it in doing something that was not okay and then having to own up to what I'd done as an adult and you know it nothing was major it wasn't anything super major but still it made me be like shit if, I, if I'd lied I probably would have gotten away with it and then you know you definitely have that like feeling in your chest I can also kind of relate if I close my eyes I can think about there's a similarity in the feeling that you get when just before a lie comes out you know it's like kind of like a like a heat and like a, a tension in your chest where you think <gasps> and then you know you might omit the truth or you might just like I kind of guide the person in another direction or maybe maybe outwardly and outrightly lie so yeah it's quite interesting and then it also now you know in the instance of me owning up to Angelia and saying yeah the keys were in my bag I don't think it really mattered to her but the 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 exercise for me and what it did for me has made me think shit like it was it was hectic for me and made me so uncomfortable realizing I'd, I'd like you know kept the keys and then having to say to her look they're in my bag felt so revealing for me that going forward if I was ever in that situation again I probably would be like fuck let me just check because it's not the first time I've done something like this whereas if I'd slipped in the slipstream of the easier choice of action which would have been to just be like oh yeah I found them and move on with my day I probably wouldn't have notarized that as like not the best behavior going forward you know it's almost like the discomfort that I experienced has highlighted that behavior to me and has forced me to acknowledge it and has forced me to say okay I don't want to do that again I don't want to feel like that again and I don't want to be perceived like that again so for that reason I should probably be a little bit more conscious in my actions so that's an interesting way of seeing it and then I mean guys look that's the light-hearted stuff one of the other things he says in his uh in his book he discusses obviously being truthful and honest and I think I think, you know, I was traveling and, and I ended up getting into a bit of a a, a a hairy situation with a friend of mine and we got into a fight over text, um, you know, the best kind of fight there is. And um, it called into question our friendship and we ended up having like a really hectic friend conversation. But I think that having read this book and having set the intention that I did in the time that I, you know, had set it, unfortunately, this fight fell in line with whatever I decided I was going to do in my life and it forced me to be honest unfortunately I do think that maybe I was a bit brutally honest I don't think honesty needs to be brutal but I do think that on this journey of embracing honesty 
you're going to have to learn how to be tactful. And that means not always getting it right, you know, and that's quite a scary thing. We all have such an aversion to confrontation as it is. So that's just like, even if we were operating in a world in which we didn't care about being honest. But now if you throw the intention of being honest into the mix, then you kind of have to get comfortable with confrontation and also comfortable with the fact that you're going to be experiencing uncomfortable emotions and you're going to have to learn basically an entirely new skill set. That's what I feel like I'm doing. I feel like I'm trying to learn a new skill set, which is speaking with tact, with kindness, in a state in which I'm emotionally in emotional overdrive, kind of, or even maybe not even getting to the place of being in emotional overdrive. Like, I'm really, it's such a skill that I need to learn how to hone. Anyway, I ended up getting into like an honest conversation with this friend. And yeah, it's, it's been, it's been a week. It's been a fucking week. It has not been easy. Am I grateful for it? Yes, I'm still grateful for it. And I still feel a level of lightness and what's the word? Like, I just feel like I've sunken deeper into myself and I feel more at home in my body because there's less bullshit taking up space, if that makes sense. And I'm not saying that my relationship with that person is bullshit. I just mean those feelings towards a person or the thoughts that might be stewing in your head. Like all of those can be bullshit. It can just be noise. And I think by having the honest conversation, I cleared that space up and I feel a little bit more flush within my body, if that makes sense. Like my soul feels a little bit more flush against my skin and I feel a little bit more comfy in my body, which I'm super grateful for. And I wouldn't change it despite how fucking hard it was. So this is just a reminder of what he said in his previous book. Honesty is a gift we can give others and it offers the power of simplicity and it offers us the opportunity to be ourselves in any given moment at the cost of short-term discomfort crisis. But also what he mentions is like being ourselves in any given moment. That's a very revealing thing. And if you are being completely honest and you're being authentically yourself in any given moment, we don't always have the prettiest versions of ourselves. Sometimes the self that wants to show up is fucking hectic. And it's the self that we've spent a lot of time trying to lock away in the cupboard. Just be like, shut up, stay down there, pretend you don't exist, you know? So unfortunately, well, not even unfortunately, I feel like at least for me and my journey in this honesty practice, that self that I'm so scared of letting out, that honest version of myself, the many faces that we all have and the many faces I have, I need to get comfortable with letting those kind of arrive in the moment because that is being honest. So yeah, short-term discomfort. And yeah, as he says, you know, being ourselves in any given moment, it's an opportunity for self-reflection because it teaches you what the truth is to you and it's revealing of who you are in that moment, you know, or what your values are or how you really feel. It's not for the faint-hearted, but it's definitely worth it. And I think I'm going to keep trying to do it. I'm going to keep trying to do it, even with my little lies that I keep catching myself doing. I'm going to try hone the skills of not lying, or at least hone the hone better behavioral patterns so that I don't have to get into a position where I feel like I need to lie. So yeah, guys, that's the update on the Lying podcast. Jeez, jeez Louise. It actually went by really quickly. I feel like I recorded that in record time. Thank you so much for listening. 
if you guys have done any no lying yourselves, which I said we should all do it together. I even said it on my other podcast. I said, let's do it together. I know that some of my friends have done it together, or at least they've become more conscious of it. If you have anything that's cropped up or you like, sheesh, I realize this is really tough. Please, will you DM me? Please. uh, You can DM me on Instagram. My podcast Instagram is time for us podcast. And you will be hearing from me again soon. Thank you so much for listening. I honestly love this time that we spend together. I can just like, I don't know. I just feel like I'm sitting with you. I know that sounds weird because you're like, bitch, I'm listening to your voice. How does that fucking make sense? I don't know how it makes sense. But it fills me with joy knowing that this voice of mine is going straight into your little ear holes. So thank you for listening. Please will you follow me on Spotify. I would really appreciate that. Follow me on Instagram as well. Would love that as well for me. And share this podcast with your friends, with your family, with your donkeys, with your grannies and your grandpas with your school teacher with your high school principal anyone please will you share it i'm really trying to grow my audience and get this in front of new listeners so share like the podcast on spotify rate the podcast on spotify sorry it's not like you can't like it on spotify but please will you rate my podcast if you go onto the profile you'll see like a little star mabob just rate me over there give me a star rating And also follow me if you like, because then you'll get notifications when new episodes come out. Thank you so very much. It's been an absolute pleasure. And I hope that didn't hurt your ear balls. Okay, I love you. Bye.